Hello, everyone, and welcome to the ProWrestling.net All Access Podcast. This is a SmackDown audio review for a special Super SmackDown that aired live on the Sci-Fi Network on February the 21st. My name is Chris Shore, and normally joining me at this time would be my my partner in crime, my fellow SmackDown contributor to ProWrestling.net, Jake Barnett, but... Jake has lost his voice this week, and I'm sure his wife is just thrilled at that, at knowing that she's going to get some peace and quiet for the next couple of days while his voice heals. Uh, but he does send along his uh, his uh, his apologies for not being able to join me. He will be back next week because normally Jake and I get together on Saturday mornings after Friday Night SmackDown to record this show, just like all the audio we do every week around here on the site. On Monday, Jason Powell comes along with a WWE Raw audio review, usually on Monday nights, sometimes it's on Tuesday mornings. On Fridays, Will Pruitt comes along with his TNA Impact Wrestling audio review. Jake and Will get together every Wednesday to do the .NET Countdown. Also on Wednesdays, I put out the Audio Slant, which is a couple of, we I talk about whatever fits my mood for that week. Spend some time talking about what uh, happened that week in wrestling and some current events. Try to do a DVD review as often as possible. On Fridays, Jason Powell does a Q&A session where members can ask both quest, uh, wrestling and non-wrestling questions. And then every Thursday, Jason and I get together for our flagship show. We call it .NET Weekly. It is a review of the week in news. We often break new news that hasn't made its way to the site yet. And so we have a ton of audio each and every week for you guys out there, but that is only for our members. And so if you like what you hear tonight and you want to try out some more of our audio, all you have to do is head over to ProWrestling.net and look on the right-hand side of the page. You will see the .NET member sign-up page. Click on the link and we'll get you started immediately. $7.50 a month if you want to take the 30-day option. If you take the annual option, we're going to save you almost $25. Bucks. Take $2 off each month, knock it down to $5.50, and it is a great time to get signed up because it is WrestleMania season. We'll be doing a whole bunch of stuff between now and WrestleMania for the members. There's always news that breaks this time of year. Who's going to be at Mania? Who's not going to be at Mania? What are the matches going to be? You know, I just I, this is if, if you've ever thought about signing up, this is the time to sign up because it, we are on the road, only five weeks away now, or five weeks of shows worth away. And so, just head on over to ProWrestling.net, click on that .NET member sign up link. You'll get access to all the audio each and every week, all the old audios, lots of interviews on there. Chris Jericho and others that we've interviewed throughout the four years the site has been open. And of course, besides the audio, you get access to the ad-free version of the site access to the .NET member forum section, and access to the .NET member blog section where you get an opportunity to actually do what we do each and every week. So if all that sounds great to you, just head on over, click on the link, get signed up. But let's talk about SmackDown. This, uh, again, a live SmackDown airing on Tuesday night on Sci-Fi. And, you know, I covered Raw Monday night, and even though I know there were several of you who disagreed with me, you sent me emails and tweets and told me as such, I was not very impressed with the offering that WWE gave us on Monday. I did not think that they spent, you know, there's only six weeks between the end of Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania to set up that show. And the top four matches were set on Monday night. Of course, we knew about Rock and John Cena. Uh, after the, the Elimination Chamber that night, we pretty much have figured out that it was going to be Sheamus and Daniel Bryan based on what happened with him attacking Bryan at the end of the Elimination Chamber for SmackDown. And then, of course, the two final matches that have been confirmed that were set up the last two big matches, if you will, main event matches. Chris Jericho wins a Royal Rumble to face CM Punk at WrestleMania. 
And Triple H said yes, he and Undertaker will face off for a third time. First person to ever face Taker for the third time. I know they tend to ignore that first one, but the reality is it is their third time, except this one will be hell in a cell. And, uh, of course, if you're a member, then you know I've already posted an audio about that show. But I, you know, the, my problem with that show is that it, you know, other than there was a couple of big moments, it was a really just down show, a lot of wasted time, a lot of just unnecessary matchups that led to, to really poor, quick matches. And, and I thought it was just a really bad episode of, of Raw. Unfortunately, they gave us the exact same thing on SmackDown. There were a couple of very good moments. Uh, the opening segment I thought was very good. The main event. While good was not near as good as it could have been, it had its problems. It had nothing to do with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. That was the advertised main event, and it's what we got. And uh, we got him for oh, probably close to 25 minutes total, but it stopped twice. And uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But um, and Sheamus, of course, we did get confirmation Monday night that he would be facing Daniel Bryan, so they have an altercation. You know, really, other than those two moments, that was all the show had to offer this week. A lot of time spent on building to this one person being in control of both brands, both SmackDown and Raw. It's coming to a head with Teddy Long and John Laurinaitis fairly quickly. At this point, I would make an assumption that there's going to be some sort of Mega Man match, some sort of bragging rights type match at WrestleMania that will lead to control of both shows. Going to one guy and... I. As a general rule, I am just done with this whole idea of a uh, of this you know this general manager's position, this this control of the company. Everybody's striving to be the general manager and have control. I'm just done. I, I mean, I, I don't care if it's a wrestler. I don't care if it's a non-wrestler. I'm just done with it. It's, it's been done to TNA in death. It was you know it goes back to the NWO. And, and they, I mean, not that that was the beginning of it. They've done things like this before in wrestling in, in times past, but it just it's all that ever seems to go on in wrestling now is bickering and fighting over control of the company. And I, I'm done with it. I, I'm just, it, it, it does not hold my entertainment anymore. They have done it for years and years and years now, and we've got to move on. But the... A lot of time spent all that tonight. Let's go through the show. We had a standard opening with the opening video and the pyro. Josh Matthews, Michael Cole, and Booker T checking in on commentary. They hyped the main event of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and also told us that Big Show would be facing Mark Henry. So I thought it was interesting considering Henry was um, enhancement talent on Monday uh, to, uh, to Sheamus. <laughs> you know, now it was taken credibly against Big Show on Tuesday night. It, it just... Oh, God, I don't know what they're doing with Mark Henry. He he went literally from the world heavyweight champion to enhancement talent overnight. He gets one injury, he gets hurt, uh, you know, and, and maybe the reason why he's, he's wrestling like an enhancement talent is because they're out of people and they got to put somebody out there to, to be, you know, legitimate, uh, as a legitimate opponent. And so they, you know, they're, they're letting him work these, these jobber matches because he's still not healthy yet, but... God, you know, if you if you let him get some time off before when he first injured himself, he wouldn't have re-injured himself and it exacerbated the injury and and uh, or exacerbated the injury and uh, and added to it with the knee that buckled that one time. I just the, the WWE has no sympathy for me. This is their own making at this point, and they're really causing damage to this guy uh, who was so hot for so long, going back to the summer. But they hype that for us. Daniel Bryan makes his ring introduction, and he brings AJ to the ring with him. She has her neck brace off. 
Uh, they showed some still pictures of Sheamus attacking Brian and hitting his finisher after the, the Elimination Chamber Sunday night. I don't think we have a name for the finisher yet, The, um, the, the where he throws him over his shoulder and puts him behind him and drops him down. I can't even remember the name of the move. Just like, you know, what its basic name is, like Dropkick or whatever. You know, everybody calls it something, you know, whatever their special name for their finisher is. Uh, but uh, it's uh, kind of a reverse tombstone pile driver, I guess, over the back tombstone pile driver. Um, but whatever it is, it's uh, we don't have a name for, for it yet. It's, like, it's a Celtic something, Irish something, something, potato, who knows. It's going to be something like that. Uh, but Bryce cuts his, starts to cut his promo. He said that when he won money in the bank match, he promised everyone he would be wrestling at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. Nobody believed him. Nobody in that arena believed him. Nobody in the back believed him. Nobody in the WWE Universe believed him. But the reality is he would be wrestling for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania, and, uh, and he would be in the main event. So, yeah, you know, it's... That 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 was clever, I thought. You know, we he he broke his word and, and did that thing and led to a heel turn, which has worked out okay for him. I thought it was clever to kind of go back to that and say, you know what, I kept my word. That's uh, I just I was it's little things. The, the little things make all the difference in the world. He mentioned Santino, and, and and Santino got a great pop by saying that Santino tried to mimic Rocky, but really he Brian was the real Rocky story. Uh, he talked about the five guys who had been in the match that he had beaten and said, you want Rocky? And he ran over and he hugged AJ and said, AJ, I did it! Like Rocky did with Adrian at the end of the first Rocky movie. Uh, he said while he was celebrating his moment, though, it was ruined by Sheamus. Uh, the crowd was chanting for CM Punk as he was speaking, and when he mentioned Sheamus, they stopped. I didn't hear a big pop for him. Sheamus did get a huge pop in a, in a moment when he comes out, but I... Unlike Santino, who got a big pop just for being mentioned, not a big pop for Sheamus when he was mentioned. Uh, Brian said it was now his turn to, to ruin something for Sheamus. He was going to ruin Sheamus's WrestleMania moment. He said he would be victorious at Mania as well as tonight against CM Punk. He started to say more, but Miz's music hit and cut him off. And, and, and Miz walked down to the ring looking very bemused, um, seemed to be soaking in Daniel Bryan a little bit. He got in the ring, he had a mic, and he said, well, look at you, the world heavyweight champion. Who'd have thunk it? He said but that Brian was wrong. He was definitely wrong about one thing. He said that he knew that Brian would one day be the world heavyweight champion because he had mentored him and tutored him to be like him, to follow in his footsteps, and to be a world champion and to, and to main event at WrestleMania just like Miz had. He uh, said that once he was done um, you know, following in his footsteps, and that uh, was done embarrassing Sheamus at Mania, they should form a tag team. And he started to say more, and not just any tag team, and that's when Sheamus' music hit, and here he got a great reaction from the crowd. I don't know if it was piped in or not, I, I tend to think not, but uh was certainly a much better reaction than his name got whenever uh, it was mentioned by Brian at the beginning of the promo. Sheamus came to the ring, he stepped right in between Miz and Brian, put his back to Miz and said, uh, he, he wanted to congratulate Brian as well. He wanted to congratulate him on being a giant ass. He said arse, uh, of course, and, and a hypocrite. He said that Brian was a coward, coward who only hid behind women's skirts to keep from having to fight. He said when Mania was over, nobody would be congratulating Brian, but they would, but they would be saying that he got what he deserved. Miss stepped around in front of Seamus at that point, got right in his face, and asked him, how did, you know, who do you think you are? How dare you interrupt us? He said, Seamus needs to be taken down a notch. Seamus put his hand on him and kind of pushed him to the side and moved him around away and said, hey, fellow, why don't you let the people who actually have a match at WrestleMania talk, okay? And kind of patted him on the shoulder like he was patronizing him. He turned around into a Daniel Bryan slap across the face. 
Uh, he went after Brian. Brian Bell from the ring. Miz attacked from behind and got in a few shots, but finally Sheamus just tossed him out of the ring. Brian had grabbed AJ at that point. They had fled and were up at the top of the ramp on the stage with Sheamus standing in the ring screaming at him, and that's how they went into commercial. I knew immediately what it was going to be when we got back from commercial. That just, you know, you, you watch enough wrestling shows. I think, you know, I'm not saying I was the only guy. I'm sure a lot of people went. I bet I know how this plays out. Everybody's in their gear, and you know Daniel Bryan's wrestling later, so I see. I wonder what's going to happen during the commercial break. So, uh, but as far as the segment itself goes, very good segment, I thought. That, you know, Bryan did very well here. He did the role model thing, but he, you know, he stuck it out there and then explained why in a way that wasn't, you know, I don't eat meat. It was, it was much better. Uh, I like what he's doing. I don't like the fact that he's running. He's doing the chicken shit heel thing now. They're pretty much turning him full-fledged. Uh, that frustrates me. Like I liked at the beginning when it was just vague enough that you could content, you could kind of tell yourself, well, no, not exactly doing that, but now you can't even lie to yourself anymore. It's, I mean, he's, he's the chicken shit heel and, and he's running and, and hiding behind the skirts and all that sort of thing. It just, it's, it's, it's very frustrating because I, he was different enough that I thought it would, it would make a difference and he would be able to stay just different enough that, you know, make him compelling, but, they're they're treating him like Miz. He is following in Miz's footsteps at this point, and that's that's kind of sad. I think I think he's probably going to be better off than Miz when he loses the title. But I, he is he is Miz Junior right now. There is no question about that. After commercial, we get our first match of the night. Sheamus defeating Miz in about six minutes. I have five fifty four of TV time. The match was already in progress when we came back from commercial. Teddy Long had come out during the break and announced the match. I have no idea how long they wrestled, but probably not longer than a minute. Certainly. Um, so at most, as you're looking at about a seven-minute match on this, uh, when we, we came in, uh, Miz was working, uh, no, Sheamus was working armbar on Miz. Uh, had a nice back and forth on this one. The finish came when uh, Miz tried to roll up Sheamus, and Sheamus kicked him off, which caused Miz to fly into the corner, and uh, he ended up hitting his uh, that new finisher for the win. He went for the bro kick earlier, and Miz was able to escape it. Uh, but good back and forth match on this one. It was a good win for Sheamus. I don't know how good, you know, how much value there is in a win over Miz at this point. He's been pretty beat up over the past few weeks as far as his, you know, his credibility. Well, that, for some time, really, back before uh, Survivor Series, you know, he was he, he and Truth were weak heading in, and um, then Truth turned and uh, after his suspension and. Uh, you know, just he's just he's not meant a whole lot in some time, and he had a good elimination chamber, but he just the shine's really off the guy at this point. He, he it, you know, went over him is not as good as it once was. So, but a good match, you know, no question about it. Not one I would go out of my way to see, but but still very entertaining to watch. We go backstage to Teddy Long and Oksana who were flirting with each other. They made coo- cooing noises and goo goos. I, I can't I can't listen to it. I, I'm just. I'm sure there was a double entendre in there. She said something about big and black in her mouth and or something. You know, Teddy didn't cough or sputter, so maybe not, but that's usually how this thing plays out. Johnny Laurinaitis walks in with David Otunga, and uh, Oksana leaves. Ace starts complaining about how unprofessional Teddy is and says this is why I should be the general manager of both shows. Um, Teddy says it is a great idea that somebody be the general manager of both shows, but it's not you, and... You know, they went back and forth, and Teddy, I, I, I got a great place for your office. And she's got its own bathroom. You should be able to find it with the big letters M E N, meaning he put his office in the bathroom. It was so stupid. This whole segment just really pissed me off because it was so stupid. I, it just it didn't make any sense. Teddy was talking. 
even his insults were dumb, and I, it just the, the whole thing about it was just stupid. I, it really aggravated me that this is what they gave us. It was just six weeks to WrestleMania. You've got six SmackDowns counting this one to sell WrestleMania, and even if this is going okay, taking the fact that I don't want to see this this control, you know, up for grabs, even dealt with. Putting that aside for the moment, let's say, okay, this is what we're going to get, suck it up. This is the best you can come up with? This is how you're going to sell this view to us, is have him put him in a bathroom and, and tell a shitty joke about, uh, you know, Emmy in? I, I, I mean, really? That's the best you can come up with? I, you know, and I apologize, I should have, uh, didn't mean to say the S word there, but I thought it was kind of appropriate that I was talking about that in reference to a bathroom joke. But, uh, my apologies for that. I, it's, it, I mean, it, it, I don't even know what else to say about it. It was a terrible segment. Everything about it was dumb. Teddy Long makes everything he's in worse. It's, I, 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 mean, I hate to say this, but I'm pulling from, for John Laurinaitis. I would take more John Laurinaitis at this point to not have more Teddy Long at this point. I really would because Teddy is just God friggin' awful. Back from commercial, we get our second match of the night after ring introductions. Dolph Ziggler and Jack Swagger defeating Kofi Kingston and R-Truth at 2 minutes and 45 seconds. Stunned by the outcome of this match, really I am. I thought that Kofi and Truth were going to get some little run because Kofi's singles career never lasts more than about a week, and uh, I think this one went about ten days, so he was over. He was overdue. You know, he, he had to immediately get back to the tag ranks, and um, uh, so I, so I was surprised that uh, that Ziggler and Swagger went over here. I figured they were continue, trying to continue to put heat on Kofi and Truth as a team. Finish on this came when uh, the truth had been knocked to the floor. Swagger was dumped over right there. Vicky was staggering or, or running, I guess you could say, to get out of the way, backpedaling to keep from getting landed on by Swagger. That caused her to fall. She pitched a fit and started screaming like she does, which let the ref check on her. Kofi had hit a big crossbody on Ziggler, who was recovering. Kofi was watching all this play out because he's the guy that, that uh, clotheslined Swagger over the top rope. While the ref's checking on Vicky Swagger, excuse me, Ziggler stands up, hits a wildly blatant thumb to the eye on Kofi Kingston, and follows it up with the uh, the zigzag for the win. And two minutes and forty five seconds, that was your entire match. It was, I mean, do not go out of your way to see this. There's there's nothing to watch. It was a couple of moves. Truth did all the selling. Kofi did all the hot spots. Took the loss. I Swagger and Ziggler don't gain anything from this. Uh, you know, it would have made sense to put Truth and, and Kingston over here if they're going to be together for a little while, and uh, but they didn't do that, so I don't know what the hell they're doing. This, I mean, this this did no man in that match any good. They didn't. It, it didn't do anybody any good at all. I, I see no purpose in having it. Maybe we'll find something down the road, but right now, you know, I don't think it helped anybody at all. Uh, we got a video hyping the sci-fi show, reality show face-off, which is like top makeup artists, I guess you could say, if you want to put it that way, the best makeup artists in, um, in science fiction is what it is. My wife watches the garbage. I hate reality television, so whatever. Uh, they now seem high. Big show of Mark Henry for later, and then they narrated a video that showed Henry getting knocked out last week by, by Big Show before Big Show trashed the office. Uh, so they're really working that angle, which plays in a little bit later just how aggravating that plays out. Uh, after commercial, we get the Ron Simmons Hall of Fame video, which is a very nice video. Congratulations to, to Ron. He's a guy who deserves it. We go backstage to Santino. Well, we have cups on the table. We get the old Eugene music, which is kind of the spoof on the Rocky music. The Cobra pops up from underneath the table we're looking at that has all the red solo cups upside down on it. It starts taking shots at the, at the cups, knocking them off. 
Uh, Centino finally rises up from underneath the table, and uh, he and the Cobra share a conversation. Centino talks, no, this is, you're supposed to be practicing. It's, it's, you know, it's just work uh, or something. What I, I, at this point, I was going, is this happening? He Slater walks up and says, I'm sure you had to get rid of all those cups quickly and sweeps the table off. Uh, Centino said, you shouldn't have done that. And he brought the Cobra up, had it facing Slater. He kept his other hand inside of his shirt, which I, I immediately noticed and, and was, was funny looking. Uh, I can't believe this is the best they could come up with to do this stupid gag in the first place. But they did. They had Centino said, this is not a regular Cobra. And then, obviously, he moved his hand and water shoots out of the sock, hits Heath Slater in the face. He said, it was a spitting Cobra and ends up hitting him with the, the spitting venom two more times. And that's all the analysis you're going to get on this, folks. So if I start talking about it, I'm just going to descend into just a, a cussed-filled rant of epic proportions that will probably get the FCC over on you know on us and Jason Powell have to fire me and I have kids to feed so there was your stupid Santino moment of the night I'm, I'm really, I, mean, I don't get it I honestly don't understand what this was supposed to do it was a comedy moment whatever uh, we get the announce team putting over the CM Punk versus Chris Brown Twitter war for those who don't know if you haven't read the site yet shame on you uh, but just quickly to recap uh CM Punk had made a comment about Chris Brown. Chris Brown made some sort of comment about CM, or something about CM Punk taking steroids. So Punk posted a video, and if you haven't seen the video, it's only about two minutes. Uh, it's pretty intense. You might want to check it out. It's uh, it was it was quite an interesting response from Punk. Punk was pretty offended by that. He pretty much so uh, called uh, Chris Brown well a punk, and and said that you know he needs to shut up and put his. You know, he beats women, he hits women, and, and that, that makes him the lowest of the low. He said if Chris Brown wanted to get in the ring, put the gloves on and get in the ring, he would choke him out and make him feel as helpless and as scared and as hurt as any woman who had ever had the misfortune of meeting him. He said, but Chris Brown's not going to do that because he's not a man. Um, and pretty much so left it at that. And it was, uh, he, goes, he goes, one day somebody is going to get put, is put Chris Brown where he needs to be, and it doesn't have to be me. I just hope it is, and it, you know, I, it was pretty intense. It's, it's, it's not a promo. It was pretty intense. It got picked up by TMZ. Um, Chris Brown went on to tweet a response, as I, I miss the old wrestlers like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Hulk Hogan, he named a few people, and uh, I, I think he, and he used the hashtag, not any punks, I think is what the hashtag was. That went around for a while. It became the number one trending thing on Twitter by the time they got to CM Punk's match with Daniel Bryan. Uh, I don't know why they, they put that out there, why WWE would be you know doing that. That was Chris Brown that got that over, not Punk necessarily. Uh, so that, that was that was a strange you know circumstance. I don't know why they kept hyping on it. I know it was getting mainstream pub, but... You know, I just, I don't know, I, I don't know, I, I don't know why you would give Chris Brown that level of recognition. Let them act stupid on Twitter, let TMZ and whoever else wants to run with it, run with it. But I don't know if I'm WWE, I'd bring attention to that. Uh, if for no other reason than the guy who's in the Hall of Fame that Vince McMahon called the greatest WWE superstar of all time, i.e. Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, don't tell anybody, but... Um, Austin likes to hit the women too, or at least that was the the the, the rap on him from Deborah. Um, so, you know, I, unless you can you know definitively prove that that didn't happen, don't pick fights. You know, don't people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Just 
piece of advice for WWE. Uh, Vince's, you know, whatever. I just, I just didn't get it. After commercial, third match of the night. Great Kali squashing Drew McIntyre in 30 seconds. McIntyre's in the ring already. Kali makes his entrance. Kali comes, uh, McIntyre gets in the ring, shoves Kali. Kali chops him, Punjabi plunge. One, two, three. I waited for General Mahal. I waited for something. Some friggin' reason to, for, for this to, to make me care about anything having to do with anything on this planet. Nothing. Colleague cannot have matches that last longer than a minute, apparently, because he's out in a minute in the, uh, elimination chamber. He's out in a minute in the, um, uh, the, the, the battle royal last night, and here he's doing a 30 second match, even when he wins. He just, there's, he's just not in the ring for longer than two minutes. I, it's going to be a long night. All right, let's move on. Uh, we get the announced team. Sets up a video that shows Cody Rhodes helping to eliminate Big Show on Raw. Backstage, Matt Stryker starts to ask Big Show about Cody, and, and Big Show kind of goes off. He says that uh, he's, that Cody is on his you-know-what list, just like he's on Mark Henry's you-know-what list. He's going to take care of Mark Henry tonight. He's going to knock him out. He said if he got his hands on Cody, no matter where it was, if it was uh, in the ring, in the locker room, at the swimming pool, didn't matter to him where it was. When he got his hands on Cody Rhodes, he was going to snap his neck. He stormed off, leaving a terrified Matt Stryker standing there uh, looking at him. And they let us know that their match was next. You know, standard Big Show monster type promo. I, you know, I did, didn't like it, didn't hate it. It just, you know, it's just it's, it's the stuff, man. It's what we normally expect from, from Big Show. So no surprise there. I had Michael Crap on it, but, I mean, it didn't set the world on fire for me either. Back from commercial, fourth and final, or it's not final, God, fourth match of the night, top of the second hour, Mark Henry defeating the Big Show by an apparent countout in about six minutes. Um, I I say an apparent countout because I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know what the finish of the match was. There wasn't a finish to the match. It's one of the strangest things I've ever seen. I mean, I, we've, we've had the apparent no contest before where both guys get laid out or they end up in the back and we never hear the official announcement. This was bizarre. I, I, I mean, this was really bizarre. You have uh, Henry, who uh, you know gets gets a better show to begin with. Show comes storming back, hits his spear on Henry, calls for the choke slam, and Cody Rhodes music hit. Cody comes out to the stage and says, "Wait, wait, wait! Big Show was about to choke slam someone. It must not be WrestleMania." Uh, he ran down Show for being an embarrassment at Mania or having you know being. He goes, you know, let's. Let's look at WrestleMania 21 when you lost to the sumo wrestler where we saw your big, dimply, flabby, fat. Then he stopped and said, well, let's just say you made an ass of yourself. Um, he pointed to the Jumbotron, and in the middle of a match, in the middle of the match, they showed, and yes, I know this has been done before, but if, if I had done audio for those shows, I would have said, in the middle of a match, they show a video of... A highlight video, no less, of, of Big Show at WrestleMania 21 uh, in, well, I guess that would be 2005. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, in the in the the sumo wrestling gear, we and they zoomed in on his big dimply cottage cheese flabby fat. Well, you know, and um, they they finish it. They show him getting beat. Hit, they, they cut back to the arena, Show standing there looking, you know, frustrated and angry. He turns around, Mark Henry slams him, hits a splash for a two count. Uh, you think that's going to be it, but it's not. Big Show stands up, punches Henry in the face, has him beat. All he's got to do is pin him, 
And then he leaves and he chases Cody to the back. I, um, I, I don't get it. I don't know why you didn't, you don't hit him, sit down, pin Henry, look at Cody and stand there and I, I just, I don't get it. I, I and and there was no, you know, there wasn't a count out, and then Henry was declared the winner. It, it just was done. That was it. It was just over. They just uh, he ran to the back, and they cut to the announce team. And the announce team start, you know, Mark Henry's knocked the hell out laying in the middle of the ring, and um, there's nothing going on. They, they just go to the announce team, which sets up the raw rebound, which undercapped the whole Undertaker and Triple H segment. So yeah, it was about six minutes of of those guys in the ring, and. Then I'm not really sure what happened after that. It just was over. Thank you for coming. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Just one of the many, many, many strange booking decisions throughout the course of the night. Uh, after commercial then, we got a video that plugged the new YouTube show, Are You Serious? That's hosted by Josh Matthews and the Road Dog. If you've ever seen Mystery Science Theater 3000 MST3K, that's basically what it is. It's MST3K of old, weird... WWE videos, just some of the strangest stuff that the WWE has done over the years. So it's uh, it can be entertaining. Sometimes it gets annoying, but it can be entertaining if you like that sort of thing. Uh, Teddy Long was introduced, and he just stops on the ramp and waves at the back. Ezekiel Jackson makes his interest, and Teddy goes to the back. Okay, that's that's friggin' strange. And then John Laurinaitis comes out. To his credit, Johnny Ace was doing Teddy Long's dance, and that actually made me laugh. Um, <laughs> really, I, I'm just, I'm thinking about it now, and it made me laugh. It was the stupidest thing I had seen all night, and, and that was, you know, that was saying something. There were some of the things we'd seen with Santino and whatnot, but it was stupid in a funny way, and it did. I hate myself for admitting it, but I laughed pretty hard with him out there doing Teddy Long's dance. Um, but he waves out David Otunga and returns to the back, and so we get our fifth match of the night. David Otunga defeating Ezekiel Jackson again at a minute and 20 seconds. Basically the same match from Raw as far as how it played out, the moves themselves different. You get uh, Zeke completely in control. He picks up uh, Otunga for his torture rack. Otunga is able to slide out onto the apron, does a hangman type move on, uh, uh, like a hot shot type move on, uh, uh, on Zeke, slides in the ring, hits his big stupid finisher, and there you go. And posed in the ring. He actually posed in the ring after the match for probably four minutes longer than the friggin' match lasted. That's the kind of shit that drives me up the wall. There I go again. I apologize. That's the kind of crap that drives me up the wall. Um, but, uh, what are you gonna do? I don't, I don't know. It's, it, uh, it's, it's very frustrating to, uh, to know that, um, you know, this is, this is the best they can come up with coming into WrestleMania. And I realize it's, it's leading to that more, you know, more of that uh, control of the company or control of both shows sort of thing. But, you know, if they're going to do it the way they did, the, the final match is at least a way that makes sense. All of this is just, it's not even foreplay to that. It's like, it's, it's like pre, it's, it's like marital pre-sex where you talk about the bills. You know, you have to, it's like you dig a hole that you have to get out of to get back to normal before you can get excited because this sort of, it just, it, Dumb on top of dumb, with a, with a tongue out there posing forever. I, I'm really down on the show, I know. It's, I, some of you are going, oh, God, is he going to say anything nice? Yeah, i got good stuff coming up. I, there's, there's nice things to say coming up shortly. Um, we get another face-off video that hyped that show, and then the main event was hyped, and then it's a commercial. When we come back, we get another video that recaps uh, what happened with Eve on Raw. 
Poltzik up for Eve when they came back to the uh, the, the arena, saying that you know at least she was honest. Uh, people, you know, that, that's what happens in this world. People use people, and 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 people get used. And she just admitted what she was doing. You understand why everybody was so upset about it. Um, Josh Matthews hyped a WWE.com interview for later this week with Eve. Give her an opportunity to explain, you know, what's going on. If that's tomorrow while I'm covering the site, I will make sure we get a link to that. Um, usually don't do kayfabe stuff, but it's, you know, this seems like it's one of those things where if you don't read this, it's, it may not fit, you know, you may not understand what's going on on TV. So, uh, Jeff will try to get that up for you, but check out WWE.com. Been looking for that. Backstage, Matt Stryker interviewed CM Punk. Cut, uh, Punk cut a, a fun promo, kind of a funny promo. Um, he said that, uh, Johnny Ace, he, he, that, you know, he was happy to be back on SmackDown, uh, where they had a competent general manager, unlike Johnny Ace, who should be at Men's Warehouse. They called him Snickle Fritz again. Um, but he said he should be at Men's Warehouse because they could just see him saying the, you're going to look good in that suit. I guarantee it. Uh, or what, however it is he says it. Um, he said uh, he would address Chris Jericho face to face on Monday night. I uh, said that Daniel Bryan had, you know, he he, had, he he knows him well. They had history together. He said that uh, he, you know, he thought he was being innovative when he came out and talked about not, you know, doing drugs and doing alcohol and smoking cigarettes. But smoking cigarettes, easy for me to say. But Daniel Bryan had had upped that ante a little bit. He didn't. He doesn't even own a TV and he refuses to eat meat. He said that was fine with him. But if he made AJ shave his head, he was going to shave her head. Then he was going to sue for gimmick infringement uh, or copyright infringement. I think is what he said. Uh, he said that I, I think he said he had taught Daniel Bryan to win, and, and I just maybe missed that. He said tonight I'm going to teach Daniel Bryan how to lose. So uh, you know, a fun promo that put that didn't really put a whole lot of heat on the uh, on the match itself. But as I wrote in my report. You know you're not going to get a clean finish. We didn't get a clean finish. You know you're not going to get one because neither champion needs to have heat taken off of them like that. So, you know, don't build up too much. Don't be like, and Daniel Bryan, I know we've got history, and I'm, you know, you claim to be the best in the world, and blah blah blah. You know, don't. It, it's better this way because we, you know, it's, it's not. We're not like, oh my God, they're really going to go. It's, it's okay. It's a silly. It's a silly promo. It was a lot of fun. It made me smile, and it didn't too much, put too many expectations on the final match as far as a meaningfulness of that. Uh, after commercial, we get our ring introductions and sixth and final match of the night. The main event, CM Punk fought Daniel Bryan to an apparent draw at 19 minutes and 8 seconds. That's roughly the exact time, within a couple of seconds at least, of the total time uh, in as far as wrestling, the total time of the match itself. Uh, we had, uh, during Punk's interview, or yeah, during Punk's promo, we had started the, the seventh quarter. So it was uh, 30 minutes before the end of the show, uh, 30 minutes remaining in the show. By the time they got to the ring, got started, you had about 25, 28 minutes, something like that, left in the show, and 19 of it, uh, as best we could tell, it was... Um, uh, was in-ring stuff. So, I mean, that's obviously the, the team. Well, it was live tonight, so, yeah, all, all those times would be would jive up. There was a couple of stoppages in this. We get um, at about right at the 10-minute mark, just, or just a little shy of the 10-minute mark, you get a pin by CM Punk. Daniel Bryan goes to leave. They uh, had a pretty good technical match at that point, a lot of reversals and uh, a lot of old ROH stuff. I mean, it, the, the match started like an ROH match. They did a lot of different reversals, some mat wrestling stuff, and then popped away from each other and, and had the big stare down. So, uh, you know, if you 
You've seen any main event in ROH, that's pretty much how they start. Uh, and, and I'm not bashing that. That's uh, that's their thing, and, and it works. And uh, they, they brought that sort of thing back here, and, and it worked here for this crowd. This crowd liked it very much so, as well. So uh, two veterans of that style, no real surprise there. But we do get the Daniel Bryan chicken shit moment where he goes to leave. He's asking for his belt. Sheamus runs out, throws him in the ring. Punk hits the big roundhouse kick and covers for the one, two, three with, you know, about 15 minutes left in the show. So um, it was just after the quarter break that, that that happened that we got the pin. So, yeah, 14, 15 minutes, something like that, left in the show. Daniel or CM Punk has the victory. Except here comes Johnny Ace. Johnny comes out and says that as Raw General Manager, interim Raw General Manager, he's not going to let outside interference uh, mess up a match like this. So he demanded the referee restart the match. So the referee shrugs his shoulders. Rings the bell. We go right at it. We go to commercial. And when we come back from commercial, we uh, get the, uh, the the roll-up roll-through. You get you know, Punk going to roll up on Brian. Brian is able to roll all the way through. He gets the, the shoulders down, reaches over, grabs the middle rope uh, in a way that could not have helped him in leverage in any way, shape, or form. I would have think it would have made it easier for Punk to kick out. That was kind of a tragic moment. Um, but uh, he does score a pinfall, and I the... The time on that was, let me find it here in my report, it was like 14 minutes and something. You would think the numbers would stay. There it is, 13.54. So you get the pinfall there at 13.54, and I know this is going to come as a huge surprise, but Teddy Long comes back down and says this is his show, and he saw what happened, and everybody in the arena saw what happened, and so they were going to restart the match. I love how they always use that inconsistently when the... um, you know, where it's, you know, you, you, especially when you have a baby face, you know, authority figure that's doing that. It just, it, it, why, why didn't you do it last week when somebody cheated and win? Why is it just this week? So, because it got, there was a cheating thing earlier. I, I just, you know, a little logic. It's, I, it, and it's not something I'm, I'm, I, it, I've not been out of shape about it. I'm not like, this is why it was terrible. Just, it's wrestling logic and it, it bugs me whenever it happens. But it is what it is. So they restart the match for the third time. Um, the guys go on for quite some time. CM Punk has, you know, quote-unquote injured, injured his arm. Brian had worked the arm earlier in the match, so they went back to the arm a little bit. Finish on this comes, you get CM Punk going to the top for the big elbow drop, or what presumably would be the big elbow drop. Um, Brian catches him up there, knocks him down. It's almost a scary moment. Punk slipped uh, and almost went all the way off the, the ring. Uh, Downs probably would have hit the stairs if he had fallen uh, the way he was going. So, caught himself, fortunately. They end up back on top. They fight for a while. Brian gets pushed off three times, or excuse me, two times. On the third attempt, he is finally able to hit the very top rope superplex, and he goes to float over after the superplex to pin Punk. Punk grabs Brian's legs with his own legs, so both guy has the other guy hooked. The ref counts the pinfall and then calls for the bell, and that's your 19-minute and 8-second bell there. And then he doesn't have a winner. Doesn't know what to do. He just kind of scratches his head and looks back and forth. Both guys raise their hand. Both try to be declared the winner. Teddy Long and, and John Laurinaitis, who are arguing at ringside, or were sitting at ringside, begin arguing at ringside. Laurinaitis gets in the ring and raises up Brian's hand and, and you know kind of proclaims him the winner. Teddy gets in the ring and, no surprise, goes over to Claire CM Punk the winner. And they start yelling at each other or, or you know, speaking healing to each other. Teddy actually pokes Laurinaitis. Laurinaitis got a little fire in him, started yelling at him. Uh, that's the most entertaining I believe I've ever seen him. 
He snatched his, his coat off, and when he did, the place went nuts. That guy has got heat. I say what you want about him. He has got heat. They thought John A Johnny Ace was going to get his butt kicked, and they, <laughs> boy, Rockford was hot for that idea. They, uh, he has got heat. I've got to get to give the guy credit. They wanted to see him get beat up. Teddy Long takes his coat off, but it takes him a while to get it off. He fumbled with it. When he finally did get it off, he throws it at you know very kind of me. Well, he, he just. He, he was really bad. He, he, he struggled to get his coat off. Lauren Ice closed on him. Then he kind of had to back up because he realized he was too close. Then it looked like a schoolyard moment for a second where I'm, I'm a, I fake throwing my coat at you, and then he did. So it, it, it didn't come off without a hitch, but he ends up throwing the coat in Lauren Ice's face and then leaves the ring in a friggin' hurry and looked like a complete wuss in the process. Daniel Bryan holds back Lauren Ice, and that's how we close the show is Teddy storming off. Lauren Ice in the ring being held back by... Uh, by Daniel Bryan and a confused CM Punk just kind of hanging out in the corner. So, not a, I mean, the, the, the finishing moment was not very good. That final last little second with Teddy running away is what it felt like. Uh, that wasn't great, but I did, the match was good. Uh, they held back a lot. There's no question about that. It made sense that they did. Uh, you know, it's not a five star class or anything like that, but a good, solid TV match, uh, with just overbooked a little bit, uh, you know, I, I understand what they're trying to do here. Again, part of the reason why, you know, uh, it's hard for me to be too excited about any of this is just the the underlying story of control aggravates me so much. But, I, you know, trying to put that aside and just looking at what they did with it, uh, this I enjoyed a lot more. This made a whole lot more sense to me. This was adding more heat to it than the bickering backstage over, you know, putting the office in the men's room and the stupid David Otunga and Ezekiel Jackson match. So this, and if you're going to do it, don't beat around the bush. Don't screw around. Do it right. This is the way I would have done it as well. So, uh, you know, so I like this better than the other stuff they had done. But overall, a very disappointing SmackDown. Um, uh, a screwy ending, but one that, you know, I, I said Monday night I think it's going to be okay. They're, these guys are going to put on a good match. They did. Um, very good TV match. Not, not one I'm saying go out of your way to see. It's not, it wasn't breathtaking or anything like that. Uh, but if, it's, you know, if it comes across your screen and, and you've got the time to see it, then, yeah, I, I can think of much, much worse things to do than to sit and watch this match. So uh, a good close, a good open, the middle, not so much. So more problems on the show. They've got ten shows left to sell this. they got five Raws and five SmackDowns. Uh, really, that's nine because that last SmackDown is almost always just video, maybe one match. Uh, but it's primarily video, and they'll do some stuff from Access. And, um, you know, so really you got nine shows left to sell this, five Rawls and four SmackDowns. Uh, and, and quite frankly, they've got work to do. Um, on almost all of these matches, they've got work to do. Sheamus and Daniel Bryan, well, I think it's going to be a great match. There's no, the, the story doesn't excite me yet. Uh, you know, the one that's there, really, is Undertaker and Triple H. I mean, that. That's there. It, it's, it, it, it is what it is at this point. It, they're going to do some more building with it, I know, with Sean and whatnot. But, yeah, that, that thing is what it is. It's, it, it's done. They don't need to do anything else. I'm sold on that one. But I'm not sold on Rock and Cena yet. I'm not sold on the World Heavyweight Championship match. I'm certainly not sold on the WWE Championship match. So, you know, they, they've got a lot of work left to do. they still got matches to put together. I think we're going to see Cody and Big Show uh, that's going to be interesting because you know, the, the rumors for, for quite some time is that 
Big Show was going to be working Shaq, and Shaq has, you know, said now that yes, he will be at WrestleMania. I didn't really say in what capacity. This could have been, end up being a tag match with Shaq and Big Show together, though I think it would be better to have them against each other. Um, but, you know, maybe Shaq's not ready to do that. I don't know. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that, but I don't think there's any question since Cody's making a point of pulling up how much Big Show sucks at WrestleMania. Um, why wouldn't he wrestle him at WrestleMania? The guy can't win at Mania. That's his whole point. So looks like that's in our future for WrestleMania as well. Uh, but a lot of work left to do, a lot of work left to do, and we have plenty of work left to do, too, as we go to cover on the way to WrestleMania. And, again, we'll be doing it each and every week, audio reviews of all the shows, plus the other weekly specials we do. If you want access, head over to ProWrestling.net, click on the right-hand side of the page where it says .NET Member Sign Up. $750 will get you 30 days, $550 will get you a year, or $550 a month will get you a year. Uh, now's the time. It's WrestleMania season, folks. And even if WWE isn't doing a great job of hyping everything yet, we're going to do the best job we can to make sure you have all the news there for you. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you for your continued support of ProWrestling.net. Jake and I will see you back next Saturday for the next All Access SmackDown audio review. Everybody keep him in your thoughts so his, uh, while his voice gets better. See you guys next week. Take care.